0: Hello, and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for October 13th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com, and also check out my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, we uh, look take a deep dive into the current doings in women's MMA, uh, mostly concentrating on the UFC, but we do look at other things as well. Uh, we'll be doing another one of these uh, this Thursday, uh, myself and Schwan Humes, and so uh, look out for that. All right, so i uh, got one new video up on the blog, but before I get into and it's a UFC video, before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about uh, WWE. Um, so they had the draft uh, over the weekend, like uh, on Friday's show and um, last night. and. You know, uh, most of the changes were just body shuffling. Okay. The exception to that, of course, exceptions to that, of course, being things like uh, uh, AJ Styles moving back to Raw and um, 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 Seth Rollins uh, moving to SmackDown. But other than that, other than there's a few like that, but mostly it was body shuffling. Okay. And so um, what they did last night on Raw, is they had a uh, two-brand MMA, two-brand battle royal uh, to determine the next contender for Asuka's uh, WWE Women Raw Women's Championship. And just they're so stupid sometimes. They decided to have Lana win it and get a title shot. So the way they did it was half-assed, of course, because uh, the first thing that they did in this battle royal is they had uh, Nia Jax come out and brag how she was going to win everything, everybody can jump over the top rope, but that told you she wasn't going to (laughs) win, okay, and so uh, what it came down to, what happened is that she got thrown over the top rope, and while she was on the floor, she put Lana through the broadcast table for like the fourth time. In the last month, it's like, you know, and and it's just ridiculous. And of course, Lana has been on all her matches. She's been all her matches that she's been doing. She's been teaming with uh, Natalia, and she's been losing all her matches. Okay, and uh, N- Natty even after uh, last night, they she lost again. Natty told her she couldn't do it anymore. So supposedly they've split up. So the end of the Battle Royal, you had basically. Uh Natty and Lacey Evans, and they're they're you know doing a battle on the apron to see uh, who who wins, and uh Natty knocks Lacey off the apron, but Lana was never eliminated from the Battle Royal, right? So she comes back in and sneaks back in and and uh, knocks Natty to the floor, and that's how she wins. <laughs> Just so half-assed. Look, she shouldn't be getting a title shot, obviously. She can't wrestle, and in fact. She wouldn't even be in the WWE right now if it wasn't for the pandemic, okay? She was supposed to do a, a, a big action movie, all right? Co-starring with Bruce Willis. And the filming of, of that was delayed due to the pandemic. She's still going to do it. And really, she should stick to acting as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but she's terrible in the ring. And the thing I don't like about it is, you know, what Asuka is going to have to do to try and make her look good. I don't know if she can do it, you know uh we saw her recently against Zelina Vega, and it was the same thing. She had a tough time really making Zelina look good. She tried really hard, but uh it, it's tough to make some of these girls look good and and now we hear rumors that Eva Marie is coming back, okay There's somebody else who can't wrestle with a damn, okay now, Oscar wrestled her in n x t and uh, probably gave her too much offense in that match, but you know. The WWE just does not learn their lesson. And the lesson is stop hiring actors, models, bodybuilders, you know, just stop it. They aren't, they can't work. Okay. So anyways, we'll see what happens with this next week. Uh, I'm, I, listen, it's Asuka. So you never know what she's going to do, but you know, she can, uh, uh, she can, I don't know if she can get a good match out of this girl or not. It, it's very tough. Okay. Now, other thing happening this week is on Wednesday's AEW uh, show, which is their, apparently their first anniversary show, uh, Karu will be defending the AEW women's championship against, um, uh, the big swole, which I know everybody hates that name. Okay. So, uh, listen, she looks good. Is she a good wrestler? She isn't bad uh, Hikaru can make her look really good. She had a match last week, uh, with, um, Serena Deeb and, uh, you know, uh, if you want a better match, you have Serena win, not Big Swole because, uh, you know, uh, Big Swole is okay. She's obviously an athlete. She's well-built. She's just kind of mediocre as a wrestler. Okay. Kind of inexperienced, and all that sort of thing. So I don't know if that video will turn up online. I, Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But uh, hopefully I'll have it up on the blog on Thursday. I'll cover it on next week's podcast. Okay, let's move to the UFC. We have one video from Saturday's show on the blog. Uh, it was uh, Tracy Cortez versus Stephanie Egger. And um, the fight. this fight is at bantamweight. So when Bea Malecki pulled out of uh, this fight, uh, Stephanie was brought in on short notice. Uh, she is from Switzerland. Uh, she has fought in Invicta and Ryzen. But mostly she has fought at home. see in Europe uh a lot of the gyms uh put on her own fights okay and and um it's not that unusual. I mean you think, oh she fought about she fought about a month ago for her her own uh, gym. they're called buddy uh the buddy gym in uh, Switzerland. and uh, it's not unusual. The only problem is most of them are so small, and uh you know they don't have the money for a cage so usually for most of her career, Stephanie has wrestled in a, in a, is fought in a, um, in uh, a ring. And I think the only time she ever fought in a cage was an in Invicta and fighting in when you're used to fighting in a ring, uh, and, uh, you have to fight in a cage all of a sudden, um, it takes some getting used to. And, uh, Paul Felder mentioned this on the broadcast that, uh, I think it was a bit of a problem for her. Anyway, Stephanie is a BJJ black belt, and she has a size advantage over Tracy, and that's because Tracy was a flyweight before she was Invicta. Uh, she trains at Ready Fight in Scottsdale, Arizona. Her coach, George Corrales, wasn't in her corner as he is preparing the Korean zombie for his fight uh, this Saturday. Um, and this is the second straight time that uh, Tracy faced a short notice replacement. Um, She said afterwards that she didn't even know that Stephanie was a BJJ black belt until, you know, between rounds. But, um, you know, based on this fight, Tracy is very well coached. You know, she took Stephanie down and dominated her for three rounds. Stephanie even landed an up kick to the side of Tracy's head in round two, and that didn't phase her. So I scored the fight 30-27 for Tracy. Obviously, I would like to see her against better opposition. You know, she's been the victim of the late... The short notice replacement twice in a row, so it was mentioned on the broadcast that Tracy went to the UFC Performance Institute to help her weight cut help her upper cut weight. So if she has mastered that, I would like to see her go back to flyweight because she is undersized as a bantamweight. Okay, but she looked very good in this fight. Uh, like I said, I, I agree with Paul Felder in his comments about possibly. Uh, uh, being in a ring uh, usually is a bit of a problem for Stephanie. Okay, we have a, a show on uh, this Saturday, and we have two women's fights on the show. The first one is at flyweight. It is Jessica Andrade versus uh, Caitlin Chukigian. So uh, Jessica uh, has lost after losing her last two fights at strawweight. Jessica has decided to move up to uh, flyweight. And, um, you know, she's fought as high as bantamweight. So, you know, I don't know if it makes, I don't think it'll make that much difference with her. Um, she trains at PRVT. Now they now moved to Las Vegas. So she's, the whole team has moved to Las Vegas. That's where they are now. Okay. And this way that if there's a short notice fight or something like that, they can respond quickly. You know, Jessica's fighting style is, uh, basically come forward, come forward, come forward. You know, her defense is not the greatest, but it kind of depends somewhat on the opponent. Um, Caitlin uh, uh, is a former flyweight title contender. Uh, She trains with Mark Henry up in uh, Philadelphia. And um, her game is keep away, okay? She basically is trying to work at a distance, but she has problems uh, once she's in close with somebody whoever it is and um she has um uh, she lost a uh, title match to uh Valentina Shevchenko recently but she came back and beat Antonino Shevchenko so i mean she's better than Antonina but uh, um Antonina's nowhere near as good as her sister so the thing is uh Caitlyn is essentially because of her fighting style, she's a points fighter. What Jessica will try and do, and I think she will succeed, is get inside on her and just hammer her. That's basically what she's going to try and do. And she has the strength where she can take her down. We've seen her knock out Rose Namahunas uh, with, a, um, with, a, with a takedown. And so, uh, you know, Caitlin will try and keep away from her, from all three rounds, I just don't think that's going to work. Okay, she can't hold Jessica off for three rounds. She just can't. It's not possible. Okay, the other fight on this show is at also at flyweight. It is Jillian Robertson versus Poliana Botello, and uh, uh, Jillian is from uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario. She uh, trains with Dean Thomas. Dean. Uh, used to tr- coach at American top team, but he left, but he is still training, uh, Jillian. They, they've, uh, she's now 25. So they've, uh, she, he, she's been training with him for, for 10 years. Okay. She's primarily a wrestler. Okay. So her game is to take it straight to the ground. That's how she works. Okay. And, uh, she's, um, you know, four and two in the UFC. Uh, she won her last fight over Courtney Casey, uh, just outclassed her and won by uh, round three rear naked choke. Um, you know, she's, she's right, Basically, like I said, she's really good on the ground. Okay. Uh, Poliana Botello is 31 years old. She trains at Nova Uniao in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So that's a, a big place there. She's had mixed success in um, in the UFC uh, she's like three and one but she hasn't beaten anybody uh, <laughs> and in fact all three of the fighters that she's beaten are no longer in the UFC her one loss was to Cynthia Calvillo okay and I think that was at um, strawweight actually so she started at strawweight and her last fight was at flyweight she beat Lauren Mueller who's been released from the UFC so eh, I don't know how I I I, I think the, the the only thing I can say about this fight is if Jillian can take her down, she should be able to submit her because she's very good at that. Okay, I would actually uh, you know it's right now she's ranked at like number fifteen or something like that. But I would really like to see Jillian face somebody a lot higher in the rankings because that hasn't happened. That hasn't really happened yet you know, and, um, maybe if she wins this fight, she'll get that. But, um, you know, I like her. I think she's got a good coach. Uh, she should win this fight. Okay. Cause she's a lot better than Pollyanna. Okay. That's about it for this week. Again, uh, that video is up on my blog for the, uh, fight from last Saturday. That fight is up on my blog. So check it out at frankp316.blogspot.com. And as I said, don't forget to check out my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, We'll be doing another one this Thursday. So if you have any comments or questions for either my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.